Hello, and welcome back to 10 Very Big Books, a Malzahn read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond. I've read every book in the main series, and with me today is my friend and closest confidant, Joshua Baker. That's right, motherfuckers. I have <laughs> taken the throne. Undisputed. <laughs> and our producer, AJ Faleri, how are the levels and the bars? The levels are looking wonderful, and I'm so tired today, but <laughs> the bars are also good. I thought you put, like, a fucking modulator on. I was so hype. No, no, that's just my voice. I'm, I'm slightly guys, sorry. So. I guys, sorry. I think something's right outside. Once, one second. Let me. Yeah. Everything okay? That's right, <laughs> baby. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Oh my god! That's right, baby. Welcome to a special edition of Ten Very Big Books. We're going to Clown Town. It's Clown Town. India Jones is not on the podcast today. I'm very sad about it, and. uh... You know, I am very sad about it, but she is actually the one who keeps this show on track and keeps Mm -hmm. it with its very serious tone. Mm -hmm. So without her, I'm afraid the show's just going to be a little bit bit more silly, have a little bit more clowning than normal. Honka honka, that's me honking my big old clown Mm. nose. So Uh, Honka honka, that's me honked my big old clown car honking horn. (laughs) I don't have a honka honka joke, so. (laughs) Josh, (laughs) Josh, jokes go in threes. Sorry, sorry. You needed to... Tonka Tonka, oh. love me those little trucks. Okay, all right, oh. all right. The thing is, they didn't sponsor us, so we're gonna have <laughs> we're to gonna cut that. Uh, <laughs> cut that from fair. <laughs> Unless if uh, if we could get that Tonka truck money, I mean, is that even still? Are they still around? Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, they are, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can ride a Tonka truck in Fortnite or something. Uh, like I don't that. know if that's <laughs> true, but did I tell you I played Fortnite recently? It's pretty fun. I oh, like the game. It's I, fun. It's a it's a fine game. The the you can play the whole game without building, and the building is what stresses me out. The building, see, yeah, that is. I've that's why I've never played it. Well, it's funny that like I know it's st- well, we can't let's listen. Let's not. Well, this is we're not gamers. Welcome, I've never played a game in ten, my life. Welcome to ten very good guns. Our Fortnite read through podcast. <laughs> Nice. Any anyone watch the Wheel of Time TV show that came out? Not yet. I need to. Yeah, I, for people in the Discord are loving it. So if you're, right. if you're a big Wheel of Time fan, join the Discord. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll put some on Patreon. Just Ooh. saying, who knows? You know? Ooh, the wheel weaves as the wheel. I forget. Um. <laughs> anyway, but we don't talk about the Wheel of Time on no. this show. We actually hate Robert Jordan, and um, we there's only one book series I've ever read in my life, and that's the Malazan Book of the Fallen by Stephen Erickson. Yeah, monthly, um, monthly, I go to Robert Jordan's uh, grave gravesite. I God. spit on it. <laughs> Jeez, <Wow>. Louise. <laughs> I'm not wow. even willing to take that wow, ball. Josh. You pass me that ball. I'm just going to hit it right back. Yeah, yeah. I that ball dropped dead on the ground. <laughs> All right, but fuck. Um, I you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so today on the show we're talking Reaper's Gale, and we're talking chapters 15 and 16. And uh, I read them a bit ago, but I just kind of refresh myself on what happened in them, and I'm excited to get into them as we're kind of c- cruising forward towards the end of this book. So. Let's get this clown car on the rodeo, showdio, and uh, honk honk. Honk honk. Honk honk. <laughs> Josh, sorry, can I get a clean honk honk from you? Honk honk. <laughs> Thank you. That's the that's that expert producing at work. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Chapter fifteen. Tomad and Urith speak of the Tisti Eder and Rulad. They speak of the state of their people, their conquest, 
and what has happened to their son. They begin to consider that conspiring with Hannah Mozig may be the only way to save the Tisti Eater, even if it means working against Rulad. The Errant mulls over power and watches Rulad speak with Triban Knoll. Rulad becomes enraged when he hears about what has happened to the Eater on Sepik. He demands to speak with his mother and father. Noel goes to summon him, and Rulad speaks to himself in fury. Alathari comes to escort Tomad and Earth to Rulad. Urath threatens Alathari, demanding they sheath their weapons. Karsa is bored and leaves the compound, easily shrugging off the magical confines of the place. Tarlac Veed remembers an old legend about the Tests and the First Empire. It rings in his mind. He then speaks with Akarium about Akarium's obsession with time. Perhaps could help him unlock something. The Lothari guard watch as Tomad and Earth are made to wait for an audience with their son. In the chamber, Rulad is furious with his father. He accuses him of crimes against their people, and they argue about what happened on Sepik. Tomad speaks of Tribun Nol and the isolation he is creating around Rulad. Rulad speaks of lies and the conspiring against him in his court and he sends his parents to spend two months in the dungeon. Karsa knocks out Tarlac V and confronts Ikarium. They speak about who will kill the Emperor, and Ikarium defers to Karsa, and the Barbarian believes him. Soldiers find Karsa, but he returns to the compound by himself. He thinks about speaking to the monks about Ikarium. The Lothari guard, Cern Kenar, enjoys imprisoning the Sengars. Featherwitch listens to the Sengars speak about Rulad and the Sepik Eater. She is worried about the Eater and Hanag Mosig and goes to speak with the Errant. Using all of his energy, Hanag Mosig sanctifies a room as a temple to Shadow. He calls on Father Shadow, and his power came to him. So Mosak believes Father Shadow still lives. He brings Bruthen Trana here, and through a ritual, sends his spirit to find the spirit of Bryce Bedek. Mosak finds Nissal's confession on Bruthen's body, and wonders what he was going to do with it. Finally, claiming it was necessary to sanctify the room, he plunges a knife into Bruthen's heart. Bug watches Karsa, and Tehol introduces himself to Akarium. Bug follows Karsa, who goes to speak with Sepik Eater. He speaks of their betrayal by the Eater and how their chains are free now. Bug sends them to a safe haven. Karsa thinks on Akarium and wonders if he has Toblakai blood in him. Tribun Nol hears word of foreign ships landing on their shore, burning, and an invasion starting. He hears that the war has only been with the Eater, but he considers this irrelevant, and the Lothari will help them defeat the invaders. 
Finally, he thinks about the poison he killed the king with and regrets that Bryce drank it as well. That made me so fucking mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, whoopsie. I feel really bad that Bryce drank it too. <laughs> it's the, the Eric Andre uh, Hannibal meme where he shoots Hannibal nine times in the yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How could Breeze do this? So, uh, <laughs> Josh, I'm sure it's been a bit since you read these chapters, but um, I really enjoyed that it started out with this kind of scene, this kind of domestic scene between Tomad and Earth, mm-hmm. especially since then we're going to have a bit of like really kind of domestic drama throughout this chapter. So I wonder how you felt coming to the two of them and what you made because later Rulad is what Rulad accuses of them. They basically are doing, you know? Yeah. Um, the two of them suck shit. (laughs) Unapologetically. Wow. Uh, this whole, this whole scene of them sitting at the first off masterful scene of them just like, sitting at a dinner table tense you know quipping at each other like yeah. it, it was beautiful like i it, like i could feel the tension in the room you know while reading it, it was i loved it but at, while reading it i just got so mad at the two of them because mm. they're like we've got to get back to our our eater to their senses we've been corrupted by these letheri now let us continue to sit in our lovely house that we've been gifted by the Letheri and continue to sup and eat dinner at the, in, in the weird Letheri tradition. And just like, sure. they're just they're just so deep into it, but like, it's comfortable. So they're they're fine with that part of it. And it's like, you can't have your cake and eat it too, you, you guys. You gotta, if, you, if you're trying to break away, you gotta fucking give up all this shit too. And then uh, skipping ahead a little bit to when they're in the court scene, them trying to defend... Well, I, I, oh, go ahead, sorry. I, I, I don't want to jump there yet. Okay, I do okay. think I want to bounce off that that meme. It's funny, AJ mentions the Eric Andre meme. I yeah. feel like that's like Tomad Sengar and his sons murdering the eater, <laughs> and then they're sitting in there like, oh my God, how yeah. could this happen to our son? How could the Poor Letheri Rulad, do this? he's gone yeah. mad. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. They, it, I, I, I was infuriated I, by them. Hmm. I I wasn't as infuriated. AJ, what did you think? Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm not as I, I'm not as harsh on them. I mean, obviously they made some shitty choices that definitely did lead them here. Like they there are choices that they made that have led them here. But uh-huh. well, the uh, sepic eater thing is bad. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and the also like putting a, a warlock in charge of your tribe and then being like, oh no, my son's a, a possessed king now. Like also pretty bad. Um, but I don't know this maybe I was just giving them too charitable of a read, but to me it was just like, I miss my son. Like, that's what it felt like. They were like, oh man, it stinks that Rulat is like possessed, but also now like being held from us uh, politically, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I guess I was just giving them more of a charitable read than you were. (laughs) No, I, I, I agree more with AJ. I mean, listen, I feel like I, like I'm not like in their I'm not backing Earth Sengar or whatever. Right. But it's that thing where it's a classic thing like, well, they kind of came to a good realization, but like way, way too late. Way too late. And then like instantly kind of bungle the whole thing. But obviously some part of me is like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that is you do kind of are now accurately describing some of the scenario, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like something I don't like is how the conclusion they come to is like, oh, we have to go find Han and Mozag to save the day. It's like, come on. (laughs) 
how do you think yeah. we got here? <clears throat> of all and the like people. maybe it's like maybe they're right, but fuck, that's annoying. <laughs> so then we go and we see er- the errant, and he is doing a classic thing. And I gotta tell you, I was really thinking. <laughs> What do you think's up with the errant? Let's crack that nut today on the show. Why do we spend so much time just watching him watch people, you know? Uh, it's what he do? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. I think we've cracked it. Yeah. What else does he do in this, show, in this series so far? Well, that's what I mean. It's like he, he barely does a lot of stuff. Primarily, a lot of his function is him viewing power. And I feel like there's some sort of statement trying to be made because he's always making statements about viewing power. But like mostly what he does is watch other people and we're reading about him watching other people. That's primarily what he does in the books, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's because he gave up power, you know, but he's still like drawn to it and its influence, even though he gave up, you know, 99% of his. Well, I think it's like, yeah. I think it's like he surrounds himself with the people who like he thinks have actual power, you know? Like, mm-hmm. sure, he's a, an, a god that can, you know, whatever, do whatever gods do. But the people who really hold the power are the one that's, you know, sits on the throne. But then the people who actually hold the power are the person who stand beside the person who sits on the throne. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and he is just another person standing at the side of the throne and just observing because I think that's how he's survived for this long. You know, it sounds like he, you know, he did. He gave up his power. He gave up his worshippers, all this stuff just to, to survive. Do you feel like he's put in a position of like wisdom or authority? Literally, like like his character, not authority. Did you mean we're supposed to see him as a figure of wisdom, or they see him as a figure? Yeah. No, like, do you think the reader, like, do you think he's supposed to represent a type of like, you know, like, oh, there's some wisdom in like stepping back from power, not engaging with it, and being able to recognize these cycles that kind of come and go through different people trying to wield power. I would if he wasn't currently scrambling to <laughs> regain that power. You know, that yeah, kind right. of, that, if we're supposed to be seeing that, if that's what his purpose is, it is definitely, like, lessened by the fact that he is now like, no, I need it back. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty interesting that, that of the, the, we see a few societies in this book with the shake and the all- uh, we're getting the POV of the the uh, you know new generation coming in and being like we have to change these old ways blah 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 mm-hmm. uh, and then we f- with Leather get this POV of this question mark question mark year old God who's like ah this is how it has always been and this is how it will always be like we're, we get the opposite view from from the all in the shake uh, like generationally mm. which is an interesting I guess side by side to have in this in these in this book. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess the reason I ask, because I feel like as you're kind of getting at Josh and how you kind of describe him, AJ, is that I feel like despite the errant trying sometimes being positioned as offering this wisdom or something, he very much like is not resigned and is still like, tr- I feel like he's trying to claim a type of wisdom, but is still mm-hmm. totally consumed by the loss of the thing, you yeah. know? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, he would do he would do a TED talk about the importance of stepping back. A hundred percent, even though we see what he's doing right now. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, so, yeah, we then then we kind of get into this throne room scene and uh, I, I kind of cut you off a bit earlier. We can we can loop outside for a bit. But um, first, Rulad talks to Trib and Noel a bit and 
we kind of, I don't know, we kind of had the other half of this conversation where I don't know how you felt during this scene, AJ. I was like, oh, Rulad, you're 100% right. I mean, I'm not pro Tribune Noel, but like, you know, I don't know. You, the, you know, they are plotting against you in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, let's talk about this throne room scene and um, let's let's get into it. I mean, I mean, it was sends rough. his parents to the dungeon for two months, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sad. I don't know if sad is the right word, but it definitely is like, ooh, bummer. He's pushing people away who like kind of now have his best interest uh, at heart and kind of is just like doing exactly what Triven Null wants him to do, which is kind of upsetting. Do you think they have his best interest at heart? No, but I think it's... Uh, I think they have they think, more... They think they do. They think they do, which to me feels like they wouldn't... I don't know. The way that they would go about doing the stuff that Trip and Noel is doing would be kinder <laughs> to my sweet Rulad, mm. I think. Because that's essentially, I think, what they want is to just have this like, you know, oh, my, our son is king. But really, you know, we are in charge because we are the, you know, patriarch and matriarch of, of the family. Yeah. Which I just think would be a, a, a sweeter setup for Rulad than having this man whisper behind his back, but also somehow still change his mind. That's That's the part that I'm like... I don't know. I, I I guess when 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 Tomat is like, look, we've been trying to speak to you, but fucking Trip and Noel won't let us, and he's like, no, Trip and Noel would never. It just feels like totally unfounded, and like, why would? Come on, yeah, you know, it's just really upsetting. Yeah, yeah, I do understand. I have, I feel like a pang of sympathy for the parents in this scene because it's like they fucked up. The Sepik thing is yes. horrendous, absolutely unacceptable. But like, it does feel bad that like this whole problem could have been solved the moment they got back if Trib and Noel wasn't actively blocking every two, you know? And it's like, right. Uh, it's a little out of your thing, but like also maybe you should have taken action months ago, you know, or however long right. it's been since you got back. Yeah. And I will say when they ask him like, so like Tomad, why did you do this thing? His explanation sucks. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> you know I mean? They've got impure blood. It's not like he I don't really know what even t- offers. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's like, well, they they weren't really eater. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> then he, then he send their send their parents to the dungeon for two months. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes you got to do it. it. I would never. You know, that's something. That's something. I I'll go to the grave. I never sent my parents to the dungeon. You know, nice. That's good. gotta be a tough choice. I feel bad for Roulette. You know, having to make that. I don't know if it's a super tough choice. I I just I feel like he was so close to turning on. Tribunal in like in the the scene before like in the errant scene where we're watching well i agree in the previous scene <sighs> there's like a doubt that yeah i was like oh okay 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 we're finally mm-hmm. like he's gonna start digging himself out of this hole a little bit and then immediately it's just like nope 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 <laughs> it's yeah well weird, i so. agree the sadness in this scene is that he is like completely subsumed by like the machinations of the lothary court you know yeah <sighs> so <laughs> Josh, Tar- Tarlac Veed uh, is walking around the city, thinks about this old legend about this boy, kind of got rescued, and then there was the dog thing. And then uh, then he talks to Akarim about time, and he's like, you know, maybe you should look into more time. And they both, they're like talking about time. Mm-hmm. So what's up with all that? Did that like land on you at all? You know, while reading it, the main thought I had was Steve better fucking give us more info on Icarium and his time shit before this book series. We only got three books left. 
right? Yeah. And it feels very within the realm of possibility that I get to the end and they're in like all we ever learn is that the time shit is a carrium. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and it's because he liked time. Like it, there better be something else. Uh, Dude just likes time. Yeah. That was a classic question where it was just like, well, one of the chat, one of the parts of the chapter was just people having dense, impenetrable conversations. Yep. And I'm sitting here like, how do I turn this into a conversation topic? Yeah. yeah. Not easy. You know? um, AJ, did you make any connection between the story to uh, the, the the kind of the folk tale that uh, Tarlick Veed remembers to the our present reading in the present timeline? Uh, <clears throat> no. Should I have like like of, of people we know and events we've seen? Like, I guess that, I'm more meant thematically. Thematically, okay. I was well. That's what I wasn't sure because you know he's speaking about the world. Um, I yeah, I have no idea, but some part of me is like, there's probably a thematic connection. There's right? gotta be, you know? yeah. right? I mean, you know, it's it's a group of people coming in to inadvertently slay the I don't know docile people. I, I don't know just because their ruler told them to do it and then they feel bad about it. Yeah, there's probably there's got to be something there, right? Like well, and essentially like they're the more advanced people in some sense, so mm-hmm. they're going to like kill the whatever. And, right, they came and just know, whatever. Yeah. Crushed them. Almost just because they could, you know. Mhm. In a way, yeah. Well, I mean the 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 first time he, the, uh, they go to the thing, they talk about like, oh, they seem so scary. We killed them. And then the next time they find them, they're like, oh, they don't actually have any weapons, but we also killed them. <laughs> Like, I guess we have to keep yeah. killing. It, it's they, they said they were going to keep waiting for them to fight back and they never did. The, it's just wild. I don't know. And then, and then I, I, I don't know. I was more caught up with the end of the legend where this fucking shadow God shows up and it's like, I'm taking this one. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah that felt real important, huh? That it feels pretty important, <laughs> you know? And then there's the, all the time talk. You know, I recently was reading about ancient clocks and the ways we've kept time across in ancient history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like the development of clocks. <laughs> And it was really interesting. And my whole thought was like, I bet Steve knows about ancient clocks. Oh, I was like, I'm yeah. sure that's, I'm sure. I was like, that sounds totally like Steve shit in my book. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, then Carsa uh, ends up kind of tracking down and he has this like kind of, I would say, sexually charged moment with Akarium, if you will. <laughs> AJ, do you I'm think sorry, they're going to kiss? I'm sorry. Uh, no, but also, I'm sorry, we skipped, like, the, the Samar Karsa conversation mostly. We, I did kind of elide al- al- it. Elide it? I totally fucked that up. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but the, Samar talks to Karsa about, like, killing Benedis. Um, he's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> he's like, well, he was shooting me with magic. And Samar's argument was like, yeah, it's because you're scary. I would have tried to shoot you with magic as well. Uh, her argument was, you killed everyone else on his ship already and then broke open his door, so... Right, but I don't remember, Josh, do you remember the exact, the exact thing, like, how did he end up on the Eater ship and, yeah, and stuff? Yeah, he, um, it was after he was a prisoner, oh gosh, what was it? Because he ended up in that, ex- that weird realm right. with, um, the, that guy who's one of my, one of the greatest characters ever who I've forgotten about, uh, God, but how did they sure. end up there? You know, his, you you got it. He's the brother of the guy from the first book. I can't remember his name for the. Oh, oh, uh, uh, fucking. Nah, I don't. Oh my god, he's uh, a nom. Oh, Ralik yeah. nom and Torvald. Torvald. Torvald nom. There it is. How did they um, end up in that realm, Pete? That is going to annoy me now. Yeah, you'll recall they're on the boat across the seas. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Carson's all chained up because mm-hmm. they like chain him up real good because they're worried about the stuff. Right. And then my memory is, I'm not a hundred percent to be honest, 
there's maybe a magic storm. That was I was going to say magic storm. Okay, and they end up in that I think realm. there's a magic storm. There's some sort of lightning that happens that's key in early on in that Carsa prologue, so to speak. Got mm-hmm. it. So then, but so he just honestly how they end up in the nascent is I'm not a hundred like I kind of heard. Yeah, and then he just sure. murders everyone on that boat. Yeah, and then he does just show up and just start murdering. But but it was it was self defense though. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean they were attacking. Like, him. Uh, and then and then Carsa has this like choice bit of dialogue where he's like, "Well, I'm basically filling my love void with murder." It's like, hey, buddy, <laughs> don't do that. Like, there like, are don't other kink, ways. Don't kink shame. <laughs> it was just like, this is a bit, this is a bad justification, bud. You have to see that. Well, like, it's okay. I murdered. I'm horny. So it that's it's, it's morality. Good. It's yeah. It's what just like def- one of those. What things. a defense. What a defense. Yeah. Well, it's like one of those things. Like like with Samar and Karsa have had these conversations a couple times where where Karsa's like, "Here's my view," and Samar's like, "I don't totally agree with that." But then you can kind of see both sides. But this one is just like, I I don't have a boner, so I stab. It's like okay, <laughs> like what? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Anyway, yes. Now we can move on to Karsa and Icarium. I do not think they're gonna kiss. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> But if they did. But if they did. Legendary. <laughs> Imagine if they just met. I did. I, I was really got nervous because we have a hefty chunk of this book. They, left. You got nervous they were going to kiss? <laughs> the tension. No, we have a hefty chunk of this book left. And I was nervous that like we were about to spend 500 pages of Carson and Karim like burning leather to the ground as a part of their. Would have loved it. As a part of their fight. 500 pages though, Josh. That seems like Hell a yeah. lot. That seems Hell excessive. Yeah, brother. But they just talked, and it was fine, and it was weird. <laughs> Josh, what did you make of them having a little moment? I, I, I assumed they weren't going to fight, so it kind of... I I gotta tell you, Akarium annoys me with his new little know-it-all sort of thing. He's, he's got, got a little attitude he's now. He's got a little he's sass. Got, he's got a little chip on his shoulder. He's, he's, yeah. hit, um, he, he's hit eon old puberty, you know? Yeah. So so when he's like, oh, by all means, you go first. I, and Car- I, I, was, I thought Carson was going to be offended, but I guess Car I don't know. They've got some wild connection. So I like that Carson was just like, ah, this dude fucking gets it. Thank yeah, you. I will, I will leave now. It's like when someone comes into a I, I worked uh, retail and I've worked in several coffee shops. But it's like when somebody comes in mad and they're like, my order's wrong. And you're like, oh, sorry, I'll make I'll remake it for you. And, they're like, and then they totally disarms them and they don't know what to do. Uh, yeah, it's like a car. So it's like, I will go first. And the car was like, yeah, OK. It's like, oh, all right. Thanks. <laughs> and then they just part ways. Mm. It's very funny. So then in the, we go to the dungeons. Uh, the Sengars are kind of locked up and the Lothari are all smug about it. And then nearby, we listen to their conversation through the ears of Featherwitch. Yeah. And they talk about what happened to their son. They're like, uh, maybe that sepic thing was bad. And then they also start maybe speaking about handing Mosik, and then she, uh, Feather Witch, is like, oh, shit, we can't. Uh, she's very worried about the w- the female eater allying. So she goes off to speak to the errant. Josh, would you spend as long in the dungeons as she has? Feather Witch? I uh, don't. Yeah. She doesn't really have She's a, really down there. She doesn't have a great choice, you know? I mm. think if I, you know, quarantine really taught me how little I like other people. Um, and so there are days when i get done teaching where i have thought like you know a nice cold little cell that you know and no one around for it for a long while that sounds pretty sick bring my bring my (laughs) My whole thing could become bargaining with an an kind of neutral evil god listen man that's cottagecore baby 
People love that <laughs> shit. It's cottagecore, baby. Is that what cottagecore is? I think I, I I don't know. I think some millennials would would take up issue with that. I mean, this is more. No, I actually think I, I I listen. I've never seen or read anything about cottagecore, and I have to assume it's like what Featherwitch is into. <laughs> yeah. I have to assume. Yeah. I think if Featherwitch had her own house, then yes, it would be very cottagecore. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She and she um, would need to like um yeah she would need to get really into like essential oils or something probably. And, well, and she's a she's huge and <laughs> she's huge into Taylor Swift. She was a huge folklore head. Oh, you know, I mean, well. we already know she's big into tarot, you know, and that's like step oh, one. That's, of that's, that's half. You're half the way there, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, now she just needs a good orb to ponder and she'll be set. Right? <laughs> that's funny. It's really going to really capturing the zeitgeist. But when people listen to this in three weeks and no one remembers what the orb is. <laughs> We are pinpointing exactly when we are recording this episode. Yep, yep. It's the tail end of the orb pondering meme. I don't even know the meme you're talking about, to be You've honest. not been pondering your orb, Pete? I had some friends that didn't know about it. We, we, played, a, we played a little one-shot tabletop RPG last weekend, and I, I brought an orb of pondering because I thought it was funny. <laughs> That's uh, pretty good. And then after, thank you. And then afterwards, someone was like, oh my gosh, we like willed this meme into existence. And I was like, no, what? I got this from the meme. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. I thought you were talking about a meme from like three years ago where like there was the Saudi Arabia orb that a, like Trump and some world leaders were holding and looking weird. No, this is all about <laughs> this old ass painting of a wizard and an orb, man. It's pretty fucking He's just sick. like sitting back. He's just sitting back and there's just an orb sitting in front of him. I looked it up now. I, I guess I don't get it. Is this is this good radio? Us looking at memes? <laughs> um, I think it's pretty great. I've tried to explain orb to a lot of people, and no one has gotten it yet. No one so. gets the orb. No one gets no one the gets orb. It. That's how I feel about Josh. That's how I feel about Nathan for you. So yeah, <laughs> that's how AJ feels about Chris. Uh, he's always going on about it. No one ever really. So do gets not, it. do not do that to me. I'm gonna bleep AJ, that out. I get out. it. You yeah. love like the Hodel gang or I know, something. I know. It's like God. I've got a, a monkey JPEG that they randomized a face for. <laughs> it cost me all my money. But I got. I have the that's receipt. Right, that's what. That's I have the receipt that says it's mine. So fuck you. <laughs> that's right, everybody. Support AJ's Twitch stream, or they're gonna get more into NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> Only you can prevent this. God. Um. So we, <laughs> when when Tomad and Uruth get locked up, we we hop back and forth between this POV of Sir and Kanar. Just this absolute shitbag of a Lethary guard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're just sitting around being a trash. Totally sucks. But the one thing, <laughs> the one, the one part of his POV is um, he thinks when, when Tomat and Uruth are being like indignant toward Trip and Noel, he calls it uh, blind bigotry. He's like, oh, they're just being racist. And it's just like. I don't know if that's what's happening there, bud. Like, I think you're just really, like, you're really kind of reaching. Like, you're not really paying attention to what's happening here at all, are you? It's just, I just thought that was wild. Um, so nearby, also in the basement, Hannig Bosick is, creates a temple to shadow. He brings in Booth and Trana. He sends him on a spirit thing. He kills Booth and Trana. There's the scroll from this all score. It's a, a whole bunch of stuff happens. Yeah. Uh, AJ, what did you make of this whole scene? <laughs> and why was it really sad when Booth and Trana was murdered? I thought we were just going to hand wave the whole scene. I thought you were like, this all happens. And then we moved to here. I was like, no, 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 no. I would have no, been livid. No, Booth and Trana's my fucking boy. Yeah, so um, I couldn't tell you why I was sad, but man, I was. But man, he's a I good was. guy. He's a good guy. He seemed. Yeah, I think that might be it. He's just like a dude. 
who is like mostly done what you know i mean what he needed to i mean he did do that like horrific he kind of assaulted feather witch in a pretty brutal way um mm-hmm. but you know he's really kind of just a dude so it made me sad that he kind of got a little bit betrayed and, and he's going to get stuck in the spirit realm now. He's probably going to meet Hedge or something, right? Oh, that'd be pretty good. In contrast to like all those patriotist people who like are all such supreme trash bags that it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I think he that's... shows up and you're like, oh, he's seen. Yeah. He's like, listen, Better. He's like... <laughs> yeah, I liked him so much. This guy seems good. <laughs> yeah. I, wild that Hannah Mosag was just like shadow. And it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just like. Like fully unfettered access to the 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 power of shadow, mm-hmm. wild shit, and I can't believe that wasn't like an entire chapter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I guess we don't spend a lot of time explaining what happens with magic and stuff, so I guess I get that. But it was just like he asked for shadow, and and then it's just like, and then shadow happened. It's like, oh, okay, uh, great, <laughs> cool. But so now, but when when shadow happened, is that shadow throne or is it father shadow? Yeah, we don't we, I mean, we don't know. Do we don't know. Yeah, I guess He's thinking about it, if it's if it's if it's Shadow Throne, then it's like definitely part of a scheme, right? Like, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 20 more layers that were well, not. it would make it to me it would make more sense because Shadow, you know, Father Shadow has been dead forever and has never answered to anyone. So, like, sure. it's like they happened one time or. Shadow Throne's got his grubby little fingers in every potty can, and he's coming here now. Yeah, that seems too close to to uh, Crippled God for Shadow Throne. You know, feels like he's getting him a little too cl- he getting himself a little too close to danger. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. I think you might be right. And I think, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, when Bruce and Trana goes into the spirit realm, he takes the finger with him somehow. Yeah, that was oh, funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am excited yeah, I- to see my boy Breeze. I I hope we see him. I really do hope we see him. I don't know though. I feel like it could be one of those things where we where we don't. <laughs> you know? Yeah, true. <laughs> you never you never know. Yeah. So you're starting to think we might see Bryce. I would love that. He's I mean, all signs. He's going to look for him. Yeah. I mean, we do see Hulls recently. Fuck, mm-hmm. dude. The the scene with uh, Samar envisioning uh, Hull strangling Udnas, and then it happens in real life. Oh, yeah. Not Samar. Uh, Saren. Yeah. Saren, sorry. I knew what you meant. Yeah, I was just kind of making a joke anyway. Yeah, Josh, how, what did you make of this whole scene? And what do you think's going on with this confession of Nissal? Kind of this thing that's like floating around now, you know? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen Bruthen like since it happened. So I, mm. I'm a little I'm a little bummed he got so brought into the fold by Hannah Mossag. But I, I, I have no, I mean, I feel like he had the confession just because he liked Nissal and kind of wanted to sort of remember it. Or he really should have burned it. Sure. He's really what should have happened so that there was like no chance of her name being tarnished. But. Who knows now what Hannah Mazek's going to do with it. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We will. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the last few scenes, we see Tehol introducing himself to Akarium. Meanwhile, Bug goes and uh, speaks with the Sepik Eater and like promises them some safe. He like kind of offers them a different offer after Karsa gives them a lecture about like their strength <laughs> and being free from chains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so... AJ, who do you think had the right approach, Cars's lecture or Bug's offer? I think I don't even I don't calling it an offer is I think inaccurate because it's like, hey, I'm gonna help, and then he just goes and they disappear. Like it's not it really is, like uh, the, yeah, I, an offer implies a choice. I think like uh, like a buy one get one free offer isn't like I'm gonna make you buy one so you get one free. You know what I mean? Oh, we <laughs> shop diff- we shop differently. A buy one for me, a buy one get one offer implies I am going to buy it. <laughs> But even so, there's a difference between an implication and somebody snapping their fingers and making it happen. That's true. Mm. Yeah, I mean, 
I think they both had points. You know, I think a, a revolution on their part maybe could have done something, but I think they probably would have all just been killed. Uh, um, so I think it was safer for them for for Bug to just poof them somewhere else. I thought something really interesting in this part was that uh, Bug talks about feeling his worshippers uh, wanting him to remain indifferent like the sea. Just very interesting because we've heard this is the first time we've kind of got any indication that Bug is like feeling any of this stuff. Um, we've gotten people talking about, you know, uh, priests of mail and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we've never, you know, Bug has never been like, oh, that I feel my worshippers. So that's still kind of got me freaked out. It still kind of got me freaked out, and I feel like in the end, Bug is going to be the big villain, and I don't like it. So, yeah. Do you think Carsa's, Josh, do you think Carsa's too obsessed with this chains thing? He talks about it a lot. <laughs> He's made it yeah. his personality. He really has. He be, he became Chain Boy a long time ago, so. Um, hey, you've got chains. Hey, you don't got chains. Hey, you're free from, uh, lead me, follow me, I'm going to free you from the chains. Yeah. He's like a person a little... who gets really into Crocs. Oh, God, I hate Croc people. <laughs> What the fuck? They've always got I'm those right fucking. Here. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> fuck you, AJ. But you okay. <laughs> I would say you have Peter, a pair really of Crocs. Crocs? Pete, I wouldn't call you an, a, a person who is into Crocs. Yeah, do you... I'm in the crock pot, baby. You do can't you get me out of this. In okay. The crock pot. Someone slow cook this motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Setting aside this knife in my back from my producer AJ. What are those little things um, called though that you put in a pe- gibbets. like with gibbets? Ugh. The croc charms, if you will. Uh, they just released some D&D croc charms, you know. Oh my god. Anywho, yeah. uh so last things last we sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. We can't move on yet. Um we find out that Icarium is half Jaghut, half Toblakai question mark? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's which seems like finally a learned. horrifying combination. Well, okay. yeah, we now know why he's the fucking, you know, mythical beast he is. Yeah. Also, the image of Akarsa being like taller than Akarium, very funny. Yeah. Uh didn't I just never pictured it like that. Um yeah, I always did. Um Okay. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> well, we haven't read the books, Pete. Sorry, um, I just wanted to make sure we said that. Uh, I wrote, who's so, his mom? With a bunch of question marks in my in my notes. Your mom. Hey, <laughs> Clown town, baby. Clown ya. Josh, the last, uh, the last part here, we, uh, have, we have a POV from everyone's favorite character, Tribbin Noel, and we do get this comment about the poison, and he kind of reaffirms that the Lothari will be fighting the Malazans, who we know to be the Malazans. What'd you make of this little scene? Uh, fuck Triven Knoll, and you know it really does. It really throws the the ending scene of Midnight Tides into a whole new light because we we fully are led to believe that they chose to all take that poison. You know what I mean? Like that was oh, really yeah. it was really and, and like men there 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 are like lines that imply that he did that purposefully. You know. Um, so it really throws it into a whole light, a new light now, because I was so conflicted in the Midnight Tides being like, why did Asgara kill himself? He seemed so confident in Breeze, you know, and and it's such mm. a wild choice to then kill yourself. And now to learn that, no, Tribunal straight up gave the Empire to the Eater, like absolute insanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was his play, you know, in a way. Yeah, it was his yeah. play and it, it, hey, it worked. It worked. It, yeah, super worked. Yeah. Upsetting. I do think if Breeze was still alive, I don't think he would be around. No, <laughs> he would not. I don't be. know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think Breeze would do anything, actually. I think he would just be like, well, this stinks, but here I am, sword boy who doesn't stab stuff. Yeah. 
That's my Perfect. Thought. All right, let's call it a day here and uh, move on to chapter 16. But before we do, yeah. we want to thank people who have sponsored us on Patreon. This week, we'd love to thank our new Patreon subscribers. Xander, Victor, he who must not be named, <laughs> and Dithy. It's it's a bold choice uh, naming yourself he who must not be named as your name, you know. Yeah, and then their email is then just a Malazan character. So okay, this, pers- this person, I wasn't gonna say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking dox this person. <laughs> we just fucking dox their email. Them, <laughs> no, but they've got a Malazan character as an email, so mm-hmm. they're hiding something, all right? Well, and we see. Well, Josh, that is dangerous. There's only three or four Malazan characters, so it You're could right. be. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. One this one died. <laughs> Um, so that narrows it down a little thank you all so much for for supporting Uh, we really appreciate it makes the show easier to make and more sustainable so thank you so very much for your contribution let's move on to the next chapter chapter 16 Brol Hanadar is healed they hear Red Mask has split his army, and the enemy is surrounding them. He thinks they should retreat to Drenay, but doubts the Atropide will. Brol's small group joins the large army, marching towards battle. Atropide Bivat is watching Red Mask's army, feeling confident and believing Red Mask is making a mistake. The last tribal elder who knew of Red Mask's past is found strangled in his tent. Red Mask wants Tak out of the danger, and Tak wonders what Red Mask is planning and how they'll respond to the sorcery. Orban Truthfinder speaks with the Factor about the slaughter and the loss of weapons. They speak of Silch's ruin and tracking him. The Factor considers the politics of the Empire and wants to stop Fierce Angar. He sends Orban and others to attack the Andy settlements in the mountains. Venet Sathad asks about this plan and ends up returning to Drene to question the factor. Orban's soldiers have slaughtered the Andy, hiding away. He feels sullied. They speak of the altar sanctified to true darkness, the White Crow, and whether or not they truly killed all the Andy. They want to keep this doubt from the factor. Udanas is annoying Saren. She conjures images of Holbedic and Trollsengar. Meanwhile, Clip has been stopped, frozen for a while. Silchus Ruin says it is because the Andy have died. Udanas says they know they would die. Clip is provoked to anger. He opens a path and they enter. The Shaker expanding over Second Main Fort. A pair of Paris ships save them. Banishar thinks about the Malazan Empire and its recent troubles. Lassian's betrayal at the loss of the Old Guard. He also thinks about Drek and feeling the worm's presence in him. Tellerist and Kirtle appear and talk about a woman who walked here long ago with huge fists. They're close to where Edgewalker wants them to be. Grump digs holes, Shard worries about Sin, and thinks about who else is afraid of his sister. Namanda worries about Fade, 
She transparently schemes to kill Sandalith Drukkorlat. He thinks his father would simply kill Fade, and wishes he had the power and wholeness of Animander Rake. He feels incomplete, and he hears a prophecy. The all have encircled Lothari and wait for it to turn to night. The soldiers are anxious. Tok rides with Masark and attacks the camp. Lothari sorcery starts to slaughter them, but Tok makes a crazy shot and kills the mage. He stops the slaughter and rejoins the Yall. Brol Hanadar speaks with the Atraprede about the battle. Akristan was killed by the Kachain Chamal. Two mages were killed by Tok's arrows. And despite many all being killed, both leaders are troubled. So let's get into it. So, um, oh fuck! I wanted to bring up in the last chapter the 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 epigraph said midnight tides and reapers gale in it. <laughs> Did it really? Did I fucking miss that? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't remember that. Holy from my shit! Read. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Yeah. Uh, well, you can look forward to me and Josh talking about it on our epigraph. That's right. Episode, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking got him. So yeah, let's get into it. So we start and we're out on the uh we're out in the Aldon and we start when we're talking about the Lothari uh point of view, so to speak, cuz uh it's Mr. Hanadar and Mr. Atraprede. And uh I don't uh, do, 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 what do you guys do you guys like being out here? Do you like seeing from their point of view or do you wish you were just only from the all point of view? Uh I always like a a dual point of view. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love this. I feel like it's you love you I, love this. I yeah. yeah, I love their scenes. Okay, tell me about what you love about it. Well, because I don't want them to win in the slightest, mm. right? <laughs> I want the all to win, but I find Brol Hadar Hendar kind of a moderately likable character. Mm-hmm. And, I think he's pretty likable. Yeah, and so it's tough because, like, you know, I want him to. In terms of the greater story arc, I want him to die. But I love reading his POVs. I, and I find that juxtaposition for me, like, really interesting. So, mm. and, you know, I, I really enjoy seeing, like, this once unstoppable army, you know, deal with the ideal of being vulnerable for the first time in ages. And it's just, I, I just think it's so cool to see them trying to, like, rethink all of their strategies. Like, their strategies for so long have been, like, mass up but actually just destroy them with mages, you know? Mm-hmm. I also find it funny whenever we read from a Lothari point of view, God, I love all of their, and there's the Green Grasshopper Brigade, and over there <laughs> are the Merchant's Sons. Yeah, and it's there's like, a whole section I just glazed over. It's like, the Josh is going to love this part. <laughs> whenever they say that shit, I'm like, but here's the thing. None of, like, what What have you been tested against? Every one of your military conquests has been uncivilized, you know, barbaric tribes that you mostly murder to death with magic. So, like, yeah. do they just look the coolest? Do they have the best cool armor, you know, coordination? Yeah. I just love it. I think it's so <laughs> fucking funny. Well, thanks for sharing that point of view, Josh. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe, maybe this is what the, the Terralac V legend uh, is drawing a parallel to. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I do think it's definitely talking about empires, 
like it's another example of empire interacting with mm-hmm. like a that type of people you know mm-hmm. anywho so then we uh slip over to the other side and uh aj what do you think of this tribal elder being strangled seems normal seems sketchy well, <laughs> seems kind of, seems pretty sketchy but i mean i'm not surprised by it you know like okay I, uh, well, I mean, if it wasn't like Red Mask, it was like one of the the the, the kids that he's indoctrinated to be like, here, here are the ways. And if you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's mm. super hard to brainwash a kid. Not that I've ever tried it. I don't even know why I would. Oh, uh, I've that. done it pretty quick. <laughs> pretty quick. <laughs> um, so whether it was on purpose or not or whoever did it, you know, I, I think it was only a matter of time before this fool ended up dead anyway. It sounded like he was pretty old. Yeah. Um, but, but rough stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't really have many feelings about it. It's a, it's a bummer that somebody got strangled, but also uh, it's the way the cookie crumbles, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a dog eat dog world, I guess. I mean, kinda right. Um, it's war, baby. Do you guys remember <clears throat> the TV game show dog eat dog? Yes. Vaguely weird fucking but- show. Weird fucking show. Just had to shout it out. It popped into my mind. Shout out to, I guess, the GSN from my childhood. Uh-huh. Um, okay, here we go. We're now talking about, uh, I would say, a pair of scenes that I found pretty sad when Orban Truthfinder slaughters all these Andy. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, pretty dark. I felt bad for Clip, and and that's tough for me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, Cliff, Cliff would have murdered all of them, or at least a 100%. good lot of them. Yeah. It did. Yeah. I will say. I will say. Maybe in the future, if you're going to be an underground society that knows that like they are not wanted, maybe train more than one warrior. <laughs> Just maybe. Maybe stock up. Yeah. You know. Maybe just in case. Look, you, know. you can have a mortal sword and a mortal dagger and a mortal butter knife. You know, just a couple other ones that are decent <laughs> enough. Decent enough. Mm. Yeah, it's sad. Real sad shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you seem really affected by this. People. I don't know. It's just like the Andy. I've been through a lot, and then mm. it's kind of a massacre. You know, mm. so yeah, it's just kind of bad. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about it. Yeah, AJ, mm. how are you feeling about Udonis? How am I feeling about Udinas? Udinas, if you will. (laughs) As the kids say. Um, I don't know. He's fine. (laughs) Oh, he talks about this fucking the birds that eat the other birds and then and then take residence in the nest to eat more of the birds. Uh, What what was the what was he making a comparison to, though? There's the nest thing and then. I don't know. I mean, I feel I I feel fine about Udinas. I don't really feel any different about him here than I did previously um it's just the kind of the same shit except now clip is really sad like we're mm. all just kind of s- hanging out talking until udinas or fear says something dumb and yeah. someone gets mad uh but also this time oops there's a vision of a man <laughs> who showed up and strangled udinas so that's new information i i i uh i don't know i think this scene more gave me a a, a, a more generous view on clip i think more than anything yeah agreed just because i mean i mean because he's sad. being moved yeah i was gonna say he's he, he has felt an emotion i think <laughs> um we have seen him yeah. go go through something i mean it's it's rough it sucks but we've seen him like go through something and like be affected by it and then you know push on to d- 
do the thing that he is, you know, meant to do or whatever. So I don't know. It it, it felt like a, a growth moment for Clip, both in the story and in my heart. Also, those fucking rings. I think I called that, uh, that they weren't going to be a weapon, that they were going to be some sort of utility thing and they turn into a portal. So I just want to say that I called that and it's fucking sick. But also the fact that it only worked because all that blood was spilled at the sanctified shadow altar because they were all fucking murdered is extremely sad. Mm-hmm. Extremely fucking sad. Uh, you know, I think Udonis's take to me of just like, well, they were kind of dead in their own way, weren't they? It's just like pretty. It didn't feel whatever, great. you know. Josh, yeah. what did you make of what's going on with Saren? She talks to Makra, and now there's kind of this scene. I I don't know. I'm some something. Well, and we she's had a vague connection to shit since we first met her. Midnight Tides. Remember, she she could like interact with that big rock and like hear the Andy spirits in there. You know, so she's always been really you know more attuned to what to weird magic shit than other people. So at this point, it could be anything. Like. Uh, I guess it's Makra. She has learned to use it, but like, I I don't know what other power would give her the ability to imagine shit and that shit really happens, you know? Yeah. Which seems, by the way, like an absurdly powerful ability. Mm. So, well, but it's so also, it, it, you know, yeah, keep, what, AJ? I was just say, is it, did it actually happen or was it just a, a large enough illusion that everybody around saw it happen, you know? Uh, I, no, I think he was really getting choked. No, but that's what I mean. Like, it was a strong enough illusion that, like, Udinas felt like he was being choked and everybody else saw him get lifted off the ground. That doesn't necessarily mean it actually happened. It was just, like, a large enough illusion. I'm going to uh, say this again, AJ. You're saying that it was just an illusion that Udinas was lifted off the ground. Yes. That sounds like it is physically happening. Right, because they we are seeing it through someone's eye that it is physically happening. All right, this feels like a tomato-tomato. If he, if he died from it... Was it an illusion or did it happen? You know, like the result, right. is, well, the end th- result's the same. Yeah, sure. I guess illusion is the wrong word. I don't know what the word, the correct word is because it's it's fake mind magic. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> you can't you can't believe anything the mainstream media tells you nowadays. Exactly. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I saw saying, him get choked. So, that's what I'm saying. It's like anyway. <laughs> so Banashar. How do you guys imagine him? Do you imagine him? I always kind of imagine him as like a kind of like a kind of a pot belly fryer tuck looking guy. You know? Yeah, I always oh, yeah. initially imagine him really like large, just like in stature, like imposing. But I don't think that's correct. <laughs> no, n- zero part of me imagines him as an imposing figure. Yeah, just the name Banishar feels like it belongs to a big dude, you know? Interesting. Like Banishar the, the breaker, or like Banishar the brawler or something, you know? I don't know. Yeah, to me, when I think about Banishar, I associate him with this character who I don't consider a brawler <laughs> at all. So yeah, um, but just think about the name. <laughs> yeah, I, I to me, he looks he looks like a banker to me. A banker, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. So, so Josh, he's thinking about. We're gonna talk about Tellerist and Kirtle in a sec, but he's thinking about the Malazan Empire and thinks maybe things aren't as good as they used to be. Mm-hmm. What do you think about some of the troubles he's recounting? Do you kind of agree with what he said? Do you think it's, what do you think? Nothing's ever as good as you remember it being. So <laughs> I think he's just an idiot and he's reminiscing about when things were simpler, when he was more dumb or things were slightly better up for him. It was still shitty for other people at that time. He just didn't mm. experience that shittiness then. Mm. Preach. Rep, Josh. I'm here for it. But I agree. Listen, I agree. I do think 
there's like a lot of characters in this series who are very rosy about mm-hmm. like the start of the Malazan yeah. Empire. Yeah. And are like, that was really, that was really great. All of those guys were great guys. Things are so bad nowadays, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, it was, nowadays the empire is less good because less scenes in charge. I feel like that's how a lot of people talk about it, you know? Exactly. Um, And uh, what do you think of this Tellerist and Kirtle appearance? Uh, I did miss, I miss them. Mm -hmm. Love love those dragons. (laughs) Can't wait till they're up. Can't wait till they they find some fucking dragon bones and become you know full full size dragons again. Oh. It'd be pretty great. Now AJ, they mention Edgewalker, uh-huh. who we saw in the last book for a second. Um, I guess uh, you did meet him in several books ago. Shadow Throne spoke with him in the realm I, of shadow. Josh, I think that was last book. What the fuck? Shadow Throne and book? Shadow Throne and Coltane are in the realm of shadow. It's right before Coltane finds the dragon. Not Coltane. Uh, what's whatever Fuck, his fucking uh, name? Cotillion. Cotillion. Right before Cotillion finds the dragon bones. God, was that uh, last they talk. book? <laughs> that was the last book, pal. Fuck. <laughs> that was like um, sixteen hundred pages ago, though. I'll give you yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. I gotta tell you though, I think he is introduced for the first time in Bone Hunters, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I, we've never and seen he him does, until he, then. He's, he's got a cool sword. He does a cool thing, and then we never see him again. Yeah, we see him like the very beginning of the book. And and Shadow Throne has no idea what he is, which is kind of scary. Right. Mm. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, AJ, any hint on who this woman who was maybe here? They're like, she walked here a long time ago with fists. I dropped some particles there. But uh, they're describing a, a mysterious she. I didn't know if you had a big theory going. Uh, well, it's not not Absalar. <laughs> um, it's not not Absalar. And then Benishar says, not, not, not Absalar. Gods, did I just say that? <laughs> it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good. one who walked here long ago. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it truly. Got no big cool. skulls we'll to push there. her fist through for a long time, right? I mean, it could be, uh, I don't know, fucking... Um, What's that sister who just got freed? The spooky looking sister. Ah, you're talking su- about Sukalankadu? Sukalankadu? Or yeah. the other one? Yeah. That name sounds dirty when you say it. Sukalankadu? Yeah. What exactly. The fuck? Exactly. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so put an it. NC 17 rating on this podcast, baby. You know it. Clown Town, baby. I don't know. I, I, I felt the same way when anybody brings up, like, vaguely, like, this old person did something. I'm like, ooh, I'm sure that would be cool if I knew who it was. Yeah, yes. Yeah, like, I, I truly just have no no inkling at all. Cool. Um, There's a little bit more talk about Sin. We kind of talked about it recently. I don't know if we have much to add on her. No. Um, But, Josh, I'd love to know if you think Namander should just kill Fade, how you feel about Namander, because he's feeling like he's not his dad, and that maybe it just killed this woman. He would like be like his dad and that would be great i did not think i could give so little of a shit about a character in these books but namander <laughs> fucking came in and he did it Fuck. Uh, aj do you care about namander um i care more about namander's like not namander specifically but the fact that like namander exists and also there are several other siblings apparently like that strikes yeah me. Mm-hmm. but i don't really so have that a- strikes you in what way of like, oh, there's more Animander Rake blood walking around, I suppose. Or I guess more Lady Envy blood. Both of which, equally scary. Mm. 
Interesting. Well, we'll have to keep a track on that, Josh, about whether your interest remains at zero. I'm sure it won't. I'm sure he'll... I mean, look, if we're getting POVs now, it's because he'll do something. Um, yeah. I guess we'll see now, won't we? Yeah. I do like that he hears uh, clips rings. That's what I assume it is. Uh, he hears the yeah. clicking of yeah, the yeah, rings. Yeah, yeah, he hears those. Yeah. Well, he's an Andy, so he's kind of connected to that. Yeah. And then I... Oh, man, it was... Uh, I was close to being interested in him. Because he's like, ooh, I hear the rings. And then he like starts getting drawn into it. And then he's like, nah, nah. It's yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, OK, well, almost interesting. You are almost interesting, bud. <laughs> I got to say, it's very funny because this show is so dedicated kind of getting to the end of the series in a way, you know. Right. It's kind of insane. You guys have read these books, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just just kind of crazy, you know. <laughs> Honestly, to me, it's kind of crazy anyone has read these books. So whenever I talk to someone about it, I'm like, what's going on? You know, <laughs> I remember when these books I remember when these books were I'm reading a big fantasy series. So I spend a lot of time on fantasy forums and I'm yeah. just like, man, what? Well, this is a totally different life you're living. But I, I remember <laughs> him saying that. I mean, like, I'll never fucking do that. <laughs> well, what it is, the reason I bring this up is because I was like, man, I would love to share my opinion. I guess I can't. And then I was like, oh, wait, I guess I can when we finish the, like, read some more books. But mm. I, because, like, I guess I could tell you guys what I think about a lot of this stuff. I mean, it's tough because I'm always, like, holding it back. But it's like, I know mm-hmm. I'll be able to tell you. It's fine. Yeah, I feel you like know? once yeah. we Not get today, but once we get to the end, it's going to, you're going to have, like, you should start making a list of things that you want to, like, here's when I wanted to let you know how I felt about this stuff. Well, and it's tough. It's just uh, there's no way to retroactively go back with all that stuff. But it will be interesting <laughs> to one day be able to be like, oh, hey, here's what I right. like. We could talk about all the books, you know. <laughs> anyway, so um, the last part of the chapter, Josh, uh, we we kind of see the battle that was teased at the start of the chapter. What did you make of this battle between the all uh, forces and the Lothari forces? Uh, I'm really shocked that Red Mask went through with it. I mean, it's such a, like, everyone could see it was such a bad plan, but... Such a bad plan. And, like, if not for talk, like, killing two mages would have been... I mean, it was already pretty terrible. Like, a whole portion of them got wiped out, so... I don't know, Red Mask seemed very unassailable prior to this battle, and I'm curious to see, like, where we go from here, like, how he reacts and responds to, like, such a fuck... I mean, for all we know, we're gonna come, he's gonna be like, no... It was important we lost those people. It's all part of the great plan I have. Yeah. Yeah, so what's your read on Red Mask now, Josh? I'd love to know. You were so hot on him at the beginning. Well, Where I don't know. I mean, he's definitely, you know, a human. He's, he's, he has erred in a major way, so. Mm. Sorry. He doesn't have the numbers to just kind of fuck up, you know, so I'm, I'm yeah. curious where the, what all this will do for them. We'll see. Yeah. And AJ, what, what, where, how are you feeling about Red Mask? Uh, yeah, I kind of feel, I'm, I'm feeling the same way. He, he's, I don't know, not getting too big for his britches, but he's just like, every way that I think about saying it isn't really how I want to say it. I was going to say he's, he's getting too impatient with it. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what it felt like. Right. But to say like, oh, he just needs to chill and let Empire do what it's going to do for a little bit so he can hang out. And like, that feels ill-advised as well. But, but yeah, I, I, I think that's kind of how I'm, I'm feeling about it. It's like, he's just kind of going for it. And it doesn't really seem like there's a reason like th- that. That whole fight seemed so dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, I don't feel like anything good came out of it, except we got to see talk fucking be just so cool. Yeah. But but for the for the all as a people, I don't think it really did anything for their cause. Nope. Fully with the AJ. No. <laughs> talk did make a crazy shot. 
made a crazy shot fucking riding that. I, and I love, I love how we get talks POV. You know, he's doing the whole thing with the horse. He shoots the arrow, blah, blah, blah. And then the next, the next section, uh, Brol Handar's like, yeah, it was crazy. He like had the horse over the, the, the thing. And he turned around and shot like upside down. It was like, wild. it's so cool. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, love him. Love Brol's becoming a talk fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> So I think maybe that'll kind of bring us to the end of that chapter and, and kind of uh, got us through that for today. I wish India was on the show. I, I wish I knew what she thought about some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You'll have to get a, a temperature in, in the group chat. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully she'll listen to this episode. India, if you're listening to this episode, hi. <laughs> There's no way she's going to listen. I think I she still, would. We, I still I laugh about would. you guys betting that I wouldn't. That makes me so happy. <laughs> That's how confident I was that you wouldn't. Yep. I knew you wouldn't. Um, <laughs> well, uh, before we move on, uh, of course, we have to get a little prediction about something that's going to happen in the last parts of these books. Josh, what do you think something that might happen in <laughs> the, the last going part forward in these books? 500 um, pages left. The last, in the next, Josh, in the last 500 pages, what's <laughs> one thing that might happen? One thing that might happen. I think that... Um, what are their fucking names? Tomad and Earth, I guess, are going to probably talk with Han and Mozag, and I think offer to be in an alliance, and he's gonna be like, you're in no fucking place to offer anything. I will allow you to be, you know, my subjects, idiots. You, I think we're gonna have think? some kind of conversation like that. Or he might just murder them. That's what see I that happen. I could see that happening too, yeah. I do not think this series ends with any Sangars left besides Fear and Troll. Aww. And oh, even that is, survive. Even yeah. that's generous. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, AJ? Uh, hot prediction out of you? Um, I don't really have any like hot, controversial takes. Always uh, the populist. AJ just playing to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Always choosing big no, I feel like, opinion. I feel like my. I feel like my. I, I try. I. I purposely try to have like kind of out of pocket predictions, just because you know. Then if it does happen, like I fucking called it, you know. Um, but I truly, truly have no, I mean, I know, like, there's a couple things that we are being led to believe are going to happen, right? Like the, the Carsa Rulad confrontation, you know, the, 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 the Blue Rose Mountain crew gets to where they're going, which I yeah. don't, full, do we know where they're going? They don't even know where they're going, man. Okay. Yeah. They're just following Silger's Ruin and, and Clip is there as well. You know, I, I, I just, I, I really, I, I don't have any like specific idea of what's going to happen. So I'm just going to say Carsa and Rulad are going to fight. And it's going to be bad. <laughs> Thank you. I guess we're going to see. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, I hope everyone's having a great December. I hope everyone can enjoy the holidays. Uh, wait, no, sorry. Uh, wait, no, no, no. Okay, wait. Okay, here it is. <laughs> so I think I think the 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 Malazans and the Lethari are going to start like confronting each other. There's going to be a confrontation. And then all of a sudden, the Shake are going to show up and just annihilate. I think the Shake are going to show up and fucking destroy. What, the Shake are going to ally with the Malazans? What are you talking about? Uh, but that's what I mean. Up, sorry. They got picked up by the parish. It's going to be great. That's what I mean. The, 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 the. They got the, picked up by the parish. The yeah. ones that the ones that are on 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 the shore or whatever are gonna like start fighting, and it's gonna be like, oh, maybe Lethari's gonna win, and then those the the fourteenth that is gonna show up with the shake and like beat ass. That's what I think. Thank you. They're gonna sl- they're gonna slap those cheeks. 
Slap those cheeks. I really love uh, somebody in the Discord because we made that the after credits uh, blooper last last episode. So if you didn't listen to that, make sure you listen to that. But somebody was like, thank you for the bloopers. It was weird, but I liked it. <laughs> it's really funny. I only I the I only do know was I only said because I went back to listen to the last episode a bit because I was writing the scripts and I was like, this is insane. We recorded this episode, right? And then what it was is we didn't record it. I just re- I just read the chapters three and a half weeks ago. Sure. And I was remembering reading it. And I was just like, oh, okay, I see. We didn't talk about this. Just, you know. Um, and I looked up the orb meme. The orb meme's good. Yeah. 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 Right. So uh, with that being said, uh, we're all going to go off to ponder our orbs. Um, yes. I hope everyone enjoys their holiday season. Uh, Stay safe with the coronavirus that I guess will never leave our planet and will continue to haunt our lives. Um, So 2021, that was another one, baby. (laughs) We got another we got we got another episode before. Let's make this come on guys. Let's let's look on the bright side. Let's make this a December to remember sales event as every (laughs) fucking Okay. All right. So come on down to the local Honda dealership. We're going to head to to Josh's Tonka Trucks for the December to remember (laughs) sales event. (laughs) Wow. That's right. All right. Uh, uh, That's that's about it for Clown Town today. I got to (laughs) say, it was not as much clowning as I thought there could be. Um, There could have been more. uh, Yeah. It's almost as if India. was, is not the person who makes the show more serious. It's almost <laughs> like that. Almost. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, uh, let us know what you think of the show. We're Tenberry Big Books at Gmail and Twitter. Let me know what you think the Aaron's a metaphor for. I would love your thoughts. And uh, cool. Chilly. Goodbye. Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here watching the Game Awards. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to give your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our episodes, you can always email us at 10verybigbooks at gmail.com, tweet us at 10verybigbooks, or you can head on over to our Discord, bit.ly slash VBB Discord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D. Discord, that link will also be in the show notes. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to financially support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 10 books. We will read your name in the middle of the episode uh, for all new coming patrons. Uh, that link is also in the show notes. And as always, thank you very much to Dan Gazerick for making our spectacular cover art. You can follow him on Twitter at a underscore W underscore Dan G for some very timely memes about the flyers. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode, including the remixed intro and outro track is by the one, the only Amaranthan from their album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with their other music, including a single of the remixed show theme on bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books will be back in three weeks on december 31st uh, with chapters 18 and 19 i'll talk to you then and thank you so much for listening this show is such nerd shit <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> I like I can't even. <laughs>
There's no hiding it. It is nerd shit. There's no hiding it. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It's totally my shit. It's just like... <laughs> it's something. Sometimes you're reading the scripts and just all the words, and you're just like, man, we're really in it, aren't we? You know? Like, I don't even know how I could describe what's going on without starting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 